Welcome everybody to episode number eight of Therapy for Teens. This is Leandro Lushansky, aka your TikTok therapist. In this episode, I'm going to be answering some of the questions that you have sent me through TikTok. You're welcome to stop by my page and send more questions this way if you would like me to answer them in one of the podcasts. So let's start with Azul from Argentina. Hola Azul, ¿cómo estás? Her question is, can I be a therapist although I have depression and anxiety? And the simple answer to that question, Azul, is yes, you can be. I told you before that I had depression growing up. Um, and of course, depression is something that you have at a certain point in your life that will not stay with you forever, right? So you might have a tendency to be depressed, but you don't qualify to have depression every time. So you will get over it. Uh, hopefully you are taking care of it on your end. You are either seeing a therapist or finding a way to take care of the depression. Um, but yes, and most likely everybody that is in this field, they had some experience either themselves or with somebody that they cared about Uh, dealing with a mental health disorder that pushed that person into this field, right? Maybe we wanted to understand ourselves better, or maybe we wanted to be able to help our parents or grandparents when we were little and we didn't have the tools to do that. So we decided to become a therapist and help other people. You hear these stories over and over. So just because you have depression and anxiety, that is not a disqualifier for you becoming a therapist. Hey guys, a question that I get all the time is, can you be my therapist? Can you be my coach? Uh, can you work with me? Well, check out my website. I do offer therapy and coaching internationally. So if you go to leandroloshansky.com, there's more information about that. Next question comes from Latifa in the Maldives. What exactly happens when you are getting diagnosed with a mental illness or disorder? Um, well, Latifa, normally the way that we diagnose somebody is by interviewing them, by talking about some of the symptoms that the person is having. Um, we might also give you a questionnaire for you to fill out and then we score that questionnaire and that might be an indication of the possibility of a disorder or an illness um, being present. So it's, it's all about the conversation that you are carrying with your therapist, with your psychiatrist, with your doctor. Um, and, and it happens through a collaboration and a dialogue that takes place. Uh, once you are diagnosed with an illness or disorder, then now that we can name what's going on, we can either uh, send you to a specialist. If you are the doctor or if you are a therapist, you develop a plan to uh, tackle this particular disorder. If you are a psychiatrist, perhaps you will be given some sort of medication to try to um, alleviate the symptoms. Okay, so hopefully that is helpful. Next question comes from Ruby from California, United States. How do I get my parents to listen and not lecture? That's, that's a great question, Ruby. Um, I think that, that the way to get through 
a parent is through communicating how it is that they are making you feel with their actions, right? Um, for instance, when I sometimes uh, work with couples that are having trouble communicating with each other, I tell them instead of screaming at each other, when they say something hurtful or something that doesn't sit well with you, what you can say is, when you say those things, this is how I feel, okay? So instead of accusing the other person of doing this or that, you are basically communicating how you feel. And the same could be applied with a parent. So if, if a parent has a certain behavior or says things in a way that are hurtful to you or are creating further issues, then you could say, you know, mom, dad, when you do these things or when you tell me these things, this is how I feel. And hopefully that will bring through your parent and they will understand something that they didn't before, right? Because you are explaining how you feel. So that would be one thing that you can try. Hopefully it would be helpful. Next question comes from Jay in the United States. The question is, how can I get better at opening up to my counselor? Okay, Jay, um, hopefully if, if you are here, you kind of know what I'm about, right? Maybe you've seen some of my videos. Uh, if you're asking me these questions, I'm assuming that you are somewhat comfortable listening to my voice, to my videos. Um, so most therapies are also going to try to make you comfortable so you can spill the beans, to, to say it that way, uh, so you can open up, right? Um, so hopefully you feel this connection with your therapist and you feel as if he or she is interested in your well-being, uh, he or she is an attentive listener to your story and to what you have to say, um, and you truly believe that therapy is the way to go, right? If, if these reasons are true, then you should know that the therapist is there to help you and that he or she truly is committed to listening to your story, right? Uh, so I wonder what is it that is keeping you from opening up. Know that they will not judge what you have to say and that they are there to help you. So know that in advance, okay? Next question comes from Daphne in the United States. How normal is having depression in teens? Well, uh, Daphne, unfortunately, this is quite normal. Um, it's something that we have seen a rise in depression in teenagers for a long time. And it seems like every year things are getting worse in that sense, at least that's the case in the United States uh, where you live and where I live. And on top of that, this past year we have been dealing with a coronavirus. And of course you are altering the life of many teenagers. 
because now you're not able to go to school, you're not able to have that support system, which are your friends and, and some of your teachers that you like. Uh, you are basically kept at home for a while without interactions with uh, other human beings. Um, so this past year, I have seen so many teenagers come into my office that are dealing with depression or anxiety. So it's, it's, been, it's been a very tough year um, for teenagers, in particular for teenage girls. It has been, has been a very hard time this, this last year. So it is common. So that, that's the bottom line. Uh, if you have it, know that you, know, you are not alone uh, in, in any sense of the word and, and that this is a very common issue. Next question comes from Sabrina from Indonesia. How will I know if my therapy is working? Well, Sabrina, you, you will have a very good indication in the first couple of sessions. And, and that indication would be how comfortable do you feel with your therapist? Um, how knowledgeable that therapist seems to be? How attentive the therapist is? So that is the basis for a good relationship moving forward. And then you will notice that with time, things in general seems to be a little bit better, right? There might be some dips here and there because when we are touching subjects that are hard for us, then sometimes it is understandable that, that by going over these traumatic experiences again, we might feel somewhat sad, right? So it's not something that is too worrisome if from time to time we feel a little bit more depressed or anxious. But overall, what we want to see is that we start to notice that we are little by little feeling better. And you notice that perhaps you are either uh, sleeping better or you know, you're more energetic or you, um, in general terms, uh, are feeling happier than normal or less sad than before or less anxious than before. So little by little, you should start to see a bit of a difference. So that brings us to the last question of this episode, episode number eight. Thank you very much for being here, everybody. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review, send it to a friend uh, so we can get more people uh, the help they need. I appreciate you and I will be seeing you soon.